A reading from Romans chapter 1. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God, for the salvation of everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. O Lord, have mercy on us. A reading from John chapter 9. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not this man, it was not that this man sinned, or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and, cl- and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees again asked him how he had received his sight. And he said to them, he put mud on my eyes and I washed and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight. And they asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But how he sees now, we do not know. Nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He's of age. He'll speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, 
For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone would confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to also become his disciple? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said, Are we also blind? And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. O Lord, have mercy on us. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, in these last days, he's spoken to us by his son. John chapter 9 is my favorite Bible story. There's simply nothing else like it in the Bible. The man born blind says it himself. Nowhere else are people's eyes opened. In the Old Testament, in the, uh, the time following Jesus. Now, of course, we have blind Bartimaeus in the Synoptic Gospels. But Jesus healing blind people is completely unique to the ministry of Jesus. No prophet did that. No holy man did that. One time in college... Someone who lived on my floor in the dorms, he overheard that I hoped to study to become a pastor one day. He scoffed and he said, I understand religion is important in some areas of life, 
like raising kids or something or um, when you need a funeral done, religion's important. But outside of that, the Bible just isn't applicable to real life. Well, Jesus blasts through that today because he presents to us something that we struggle with every day, that every single person struggles with every day. The problem of suffering. Why do bad things happen? And especially to people like you or I, especially to Christians, especially to your loved ones. There's no more relevant topic of discussion to every person who's alive today, regardless of their age, of their race, of their economic status. We encounter it all the time. And so we see that Jesus and his followers were walking by a man who was blind from birth, and he's begging by the side of the road. And he becomes a topic of discussion. Jesus, why are people born with birth defects? Jesus, why was I diagnosed with cancer? Jesus, why did my brother die? Jesus, why can't I catch a break? And the disciples give Jesus only two options, kind of like how we like to think in black and white. They ask, is it because he did something wrong or because someone else did something wrong? This is always what it comes down to. Who is to blame? Was it the chemical company or the power lines that were near my house that I grew up in or the house that I lived in for years? Was the government or law enforcement just incapable of doing their job to protect citizens? Or the one that many have asked, maybe not verbally, maybe not even realizing it, is God punishing me? Jesus hears these worries, these anxieties of ours, and he doesn't grow tired of them. So keep asking him, but it seems like in our reading, Jesus is telling his disciples, get it out of your system. Because his answer is, none of the above. No. Jesus says, this man's birth defect is not punishment from God. It's not because he's done something wrong. It's not punishment for his parents doing something wrong. No, this is an opportunity for both himself and other people to see God active and at work in the world. To testify of God's continuing role in caring and loving for what he's created. That is why this man was born blind. Dumbfounded, the disciples stood and watched as Jesus spat on the ground, made mud, put this mud on the man's eyes, rubbed it in, and then he told him, go wash in this pool outside the city. And he came back seeing. 
God continues to work in his world that he's created because he loves what he's created and he loves the people that he's created. And it's easy to see God when he loves like this. Love that heals, love that puts things back into place, love that lets us see. Unfortunately, that's only the beginning. Jesus has more to show us. Jesus goes away for a while and John sticks around to see what happens to this man born blind but can now see. Word gets out that the person everyone knows is the blind guy. Now he can see. And they flock over to him. At first they think he's just a lookalike, like Paul McCartney most likely is. And that they're being fooled. The guy's parents, however, confirm that this is, this is the guy that was born blind, that you've seen your whole life. But there's this added wrinkle. His parents will not acknowledge that Jesus has healed their son. They will not acknowledge Jesus. In fact, they're distancing themselves even from their own son. And why would they do that? They're afraid of getting kicked out, kicked out of the temple, kicked out of any chance at social life, kicked out from family parties, from the market. If they admit Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, with the power to heal, it's over for them. But the man born blind, he doesn't read the room. He's just over the moon that he used to be blind and now he can see. And he won't shut up about it. And what does that get him? He gets kicked out. He gets kicked out of the temple, all of social life. And that's where the real meat of this story comes. Even more so than a blind man being made to see. The peer pressure to give up his faith, the peer pressure to stop caring, the peer pressure to stop putting Jesus first in his life does not get to him. He doesn't fall for it. He keeps on testifying and telling everyone that he meets that Jesus the Nazarene healed him. And this Jesus is from above. This Jesus is from God. And all should come to him. All should expect and receive healing from Jesus. We are not of this world. We have been called out of the world. We have been set apart, which is what holy means, by Jesus Christ. We've been chosen. Called out of what? Chosen from whom? Called out of complete spiritual blindness and being lost to whatever the world tells us is important, whatever the world tells us is true. What stinks the most is that what the world says is true isn't even close. 
Sometimes they tell us that everything is true to each their own. And sometimes they tell us that nothing is true. And it's nothing is worth the time. What kind of cornerstone, what kind of foundation could that be? Nothing other than the blind leading the blind. Where you both end up in a pit. But out of this darkness has come a great light. The light of the world, Jesus Christ. And while he is on this earth, as long as it is day, he will continue to work and act in his creation to redeem his creation because he loves and cares for us. How? How even today? Well, because instead of just giving us answers, he bears our mockery. He takes it on himself. He takes on our confusion. And he walks alongside us, carrying our load, if we give it to him. Instead of excusing our sin, he takes our sin on himself. He dies. It goes away. He rises. You're forgiven. Instead of being cast out of the synagogue, he brings you to himself. When Jesus heard they'd kick this poor man out of the synagogue, he goes and finds him. And Jesus asks him, do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. He responds, after all this, the man who was blind but can now see cannot see his Savior. Even though he was no longer physically blind, he could not see the Son of Man standing right in front of him, talking to him and speaking words of love and salvation. And so Jesus responds, you have seen him. It's he who's speaking to you now. Jesus must reveal himself. Jesus alone creates faith. Jesus alone sustains your broken heart and exchanges your broken blind heart for a new one. One that can see, one that can have faith to truly receive unconditional love. And the first thing that kind of heart always thinks to do is what this man born blind does when he has faith. He proudly proclaims, Lord, I believe. And he worships Jesus. So Jesus, who is to blame? Me? Or someone else. Jesus, is God punishing me? Or is it just what goes around comes around? Well, because of sin, all sorts of terrible things happen in life, but no matter what, Jesus promises to redeem even the most horrendous, 
to show his ever-present love and care for this world, and specifically care and love for you. Friends, family, and especially the world, they will mock you. They will disregard you as crazy. They'll overlook your opinions and sometimes even your needs because for some reason you're still a Christian. Why are you willing to sacrifice everything to follow this Jesus? Jesus has opened your eyes. Jesus has given you ears to hear and eyes to see that this world is passing away and will pass away soon. But no matter the mockery, no matter the frequency of rejection, continue proclaiming, I was once lost and now I'm found, was blind, now I see. For you are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God to save everyone who believes. And as long as today is still called today, there is still opportunity to share that gospel, the good news. Christ crucified and risen, not only for you, but for your family member, your friend, your coworker. For Jesus to open blind eyes and to draw them to himself. In his name. Amen.